Uh, good afternoon. This is Mary St. Mary. Um, you're tuned to the Underground Sound. With me tonight, today, is the one, the only, John Vanderslice. Welcome. <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm really, really thrilled that you're coming up to do this. Uh, he's on this living room tour right now. And if you don't know who John is, he's an amazing singer, songwriter. Also, um, he's a record producer and he's an engineer. And we're so, I feel like you're one of ours because he's from San Francisco. And, um, I have to tell you a funny story. Tiny Telephone is right next door to Subterranean Records, right? Absolutely, yeah. I know Steve for a long time. Okay, so Steve was my label. Wow. I was my band, Housecoat Project. Yes, we put out two records with Subterranean. And when I first met Steve, he was on Valencia Street. So the San Pablo place, which I really want to document, I remember when I went and I said, who's that, whoever's living there is super cool. And he said, oh, it's, you know how he talks, like Eeyore. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's John. But they they ring my bell all the time for the tiny telephone. <laughs> and so <laughs> anyway, funny. he is one of a kind. He's one of my oldest friends. We've known each other 40 years. Oh, yeah. And in, you know, personal life as well, you know, friends. And uh I don't know if you were there when Mark Pauline was there or he had already left. I was abs- absolutely here when Mark Pauline was here. I was there at peak. It felt like I was there at peak SRL. Ah, well, our SRL has, like many of us oldies, well, well what are we going on? Four decades. So he, they've had a variety of peaks, I'll say. But it, that is just such a cool little area. And I'm curious how you found it and ended up. You didn't end there because you went off to Oakland. And I, I'm i doing too much talking, but I'm going to set this up and then you roll. Um, the last time I actually saw you was at the chapel in San Francisco. You were on a panel for why was it so hard to have um, <clears throat> local music live yes, yes. in San Francisco. And yes. uh, I have to tell you that uh, I felt like we had that same fight and battle sometime in the 90s. Um, with uh, like South of Market, like 11th Street and whatnot, yes. that uh, there'd be rooms full of us musicians saying, you know, that's great that these people want to come into this neighborhood because it's hip now, but we blood, sweat and tears. And if we and if you close us down, we have nowhere to play. And, um, you know, there was tons of us and there would be one of them, but they had all the lawyers and they were mad because they didn't want someone peeing in their their gate or they didn't want the loud music. And it's sort of like, but you moved here. Yes. Because of that. So. Yes. Anyway, so you're in Oakland as well. I am in Oakland. So I still have two studios in San Francisco in the Mission Right next to um, the old SRL place in Subterranean. And I, I, I actually found the place kind of connected to SRL because I was living in L.A. and I kind of found out about what Survival Research Laboratories was doing. And I just thought, I was like, if that can exist in a city, then that city is an interesting place to, to be. And it, <laughs> it, it, you know what I mean? Like, it was such an anomaly. and They used to shut streets down. I mean... And do yes. their thing. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it was crazy. So that's partially how I got that space. I got lucky. I mean, I, I, I you know, the landlord, no landlord wants to rent to a recording studio. So you have to, you have to like apply 
kind of social, cultural pressure to that person by guilting them. And so that's what I did to my landlord in, in San Francisco. I wrote her a letter and said that what I was doing was important. And I really believe that it is important. I mean, we're basically, you know, it's, a, it's like a community hub. It's a low-cost you know, it's probably worse than a nonprofit, to be honest with you. I'd probably make more, more, more money, you know. I know. Right. Yeah. You, you can't get the tax write-off donations. But it's, it has intrinsic value. And, our, and you're yes. analog only, or you also do digital? We, well, we have di- digital because, we, you know, you have to have, like, Pro Tools systems for, for house cleaning. But I would say a majority of the records that we do, probably 75 80 percent, are recorded onto two-inch tape and then mixed onto half-inch tape without being edited ever on a computer. So that is, and it's oh, amazing. Yeah, that we. So we do this because it's it's done very. It's this is not really an option that's easy to find for most people. We it isn't. We also have a lot of records mastered that are mastered directly from the half-inch tape to the lacquer, and um, and those records are AAA, and that's again pretty rare, unusual, doesn't happen much. And, but great um, quality. Well, pot- potentially great quality. I mean, there's a lot of variables in, in any, you know, there's a lot of moving parts in making records. So, yes, it can, at, at its best, it can be really great. Yeah. And I have to tell you that that's how I first recorded. There weren't, uh, you know, I was around before the digital thing, a bunch of us, you know what I mean? So when I, when kids, I, I know that analog is a real thing for some bands, they really want to do it and they really want to tour with massive um, pieces of equipment. And for those of us who did it, it's like, oh, but I can go and take this little computer and do a whole show by myself. And um, so I see the beauty of both. And we, um, yes, and, and, um, I wanted to get to that about touring because I know that you had sort of a an, a thing happen, a bad thing. Of uh, the van flipped over, you almost died in 2014. Yes, actually, what's, what's interesting, it didn't actually flip. It didn't actually flip over. But I, I, it's funny because I told this story. I think it was in the New Yorker actually that the reason why I quit touring, and this is very true, is that we all we had a near. Uh, like crash, like we almost uh, almost drove into a parked car on the eighty what freeway. Like it was parked. It was not. It was not. There was. It was not. It was not driving slowly. It didn't have its hazards on. It was dusk. I don't know. The car probably seized up. And so wow. when that happened, we basically just you know kind of veered into the other lane. There was no car there. We got lucky. Um, and so, what's funny is that somehow that that story has. Kind of like been up. Oh, it's become bigger than it is. Okay, yes, yeah. It's become, it's become more yeah. interesting than it was. The because, van actually, flipped. Yeah, it was. That's folklore, my friend. That's the. I know. I should, what... I should run with it because honestly, yeah. you know what happened to us really probably hap- It has happened to me three or four times on tour because if you put two hundred and fifty thousand miles in, you're going to see some crazy. Yeah, no, um, I had something like that happen to me on the five, you know, when you're going from San Francisco to L.A. and you're going up the um, that um, grapevine. And I had been up all night. I was coming. We lived in Oakland and I don't know. I was going 80 or 90 miles an hour and I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I just immediately I saw, you know, I, I put my steering wheel to the right and it flipped 
I was in the fast lane. It went twirling. Oh my I'm telling you, it went twirling all the way around to the right hand lane. Then I flew off and and destroyed some fence. The fact that I did not hit a a, a trucker. I know. I know. I know. Because five, that area. And so everybody called the police and they're like, we just saw a miracle, blah, blah, blah. And um, and I was so out of it. And the, the cops showed up and I tried to hustle the cops for a cup of coffee. They're like, ma'am, you seem really out of it. You need a cup of coffee. And I'm like, yeah, well, can you buy me one, Sergeant? And uh, he's like, no. But I... I drove the car. I limped it, and I drove to where I was going. But they made me pay for the fence. Damn. So, yes, you are correct. I'm just bringing yeah. in that that yeah. when you're driving a lot. Um, yes, it happens. It happens. So, I mean, I just, basically the, the compressed story is that I really just didn't want to die on America's highway system. Also, I was, I mean, to be honest, I was just completely burned out from 12 years straight of touring. You know, where it was like a, a, a real part of my life and it was disrupting relationships and friendships. And I just felt that I had been in like grad school for, you know, 15 years, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what it felt like. It felt like I endless know. assignments and endless judgment and endless. So I needed to take a break and, and produce records and do my thing. And when I came back online, when, when I decided that I wanted to make another record, when I had something musical musical I wanted to say I I just decided that I was going to disconnect completely from that system of touring in vans and sprinters and buses and whatever else was available and playing in clubs I have to say there's I'm going to add a little caveat to what everything you said is so true about touring I felt like I was in a car full of people and spending all my time with people that I wouldn't even want to live with, honestly. Yeah, that's a parallel problem. You know, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's really it's it's brutal. And um, so I'm I'm glad that you're back on the road and you're doing these living rooms. So is it just you? It's just me. And the, the rules of the living room shows are it's never amplified. The shows always start at 8 p.m. There's never an opener and it's just one person. And so I think that there's like a there's like a kind of a restriction there. And there's a um, it's it's punk. I think it's the most punk thing you could do. Because oh, I do, too. You, I heard about that for. a Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. so direct. Hey, Mary, one second. I, I'm going to I have to turn on a machine that's going to be noisy, but it's going to be. I know noisy you're really like, busy in the background I there. I can tell. I'm okay. sorry, but it's going to be only noisy for like uh, for for like. 10 I'll bring seconds. it on. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> OK. Shall I guess what that was? Blender? Yes. Yeah, Yay. Keep Wait, what did you uh, say? Blender? No, it's not a blender. N- Keep going. Not a blender. Okay. Um, uh, 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 a Cuisinart? Uh, something that you're making food? Nope. Like a... Uh, it's a food It's food adjacent. Okay. It's food adjacent. Okay. Is it um, solid food, drinking food? <laughs> it's drinking food. <laughs> okay. Does, is there powder coffee. involved? It's a, coffee gr- it's a coffee. There you go. A coffee. Why did I not think of that? I was the biggest I'm coffee. Sorry that I had, had to do that, but I am. I need caffeine so bad so I can oh. be interesting to you. Like I need oh, to, to be yeah. interesting for you. So that's why I'm I feel it. you on that. I gave up my the, my my coffee bean addiction into tea, chai, but yeah, I drank a bunch and I still have tea water on me, and I was. So I have to tell you something that's uh, personal, but not. Yeah. Uh, um, 
when I first came up here, I didn't know where I am. And I'm so excited you're coming to Nevada City. I don't know if you know anything about it. I do. I, I can't wait. I love, I've been there. I love it. Can't wait. Oh, great. So you're playing at the Dutch Flat Hotel and you can you buy tickets online. And it seems like you're really busy doing everything. But I um, found a John Vanderslice CD and I, I got my show in 2007. And I came up here in 2004 got really healthy, found a lot of healing. I got out of Oakland and out of the cities. And and um, I sort of stayed here because it's close enough to go and the rents are crazy and whatnot, even though I do sometimes stay at Steve Tupper's house in Berkeley, which that is a whole nother – he's um, – he is Eeyore. That's all I can say. It can never be done. Anyway, um, so – I have to tell you, White Dove is one of my favorite songs ever. I think it's brilliant. And I played it. That makes me really, I'm going to play that for you when I see you. I was like, will he let me come up and do the girl parts? Like, it's so good. I I, I revisited it when I connected and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't get it out of my head. It's just, it's brilliant. It. So please so play happy. that. I'll, I'll play that. Yeah, you're singer-songwriter. I'm, it's, I appreciate your writing and your um, – obviously your songs are well-produced. I don't know if we need to drop names of who, what records you've done because um, uh, people can Google you, obviously. The Mountain Goats, I love them. And I think you went on tour with them. Yeah, I've probably played about 150 shows with the Mountain Goats, yes. So I have been on tour with them. Did you guys go worldwide, or did you went to Australia together? And I, 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 get on my own. I toured Japan like maybe three times, and maybe the EU maybe twenty times. So I, I did. I mean, I, well, I wasn't kidding when I was talking about touring. I mean, I, I put in so much time and so much energy to touring. America at all? Any of that? No, but I would. I would have killed to go to South America. I mean, I. I don't think that. Like, I think now that. I'm so wrapped up in, you know, I'm going to be moving to LA next year. I'm so wrapped I up. I didn't with, know that. What's going on? What, 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 what? Well, LA is, has become like such a ferocious, interesting, weirdo capital of the West Coast. And it, it has so much, um, like, a. There's anything can happen there. It has a lot of potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's, cra- it's a crazy magnet. And like it, it has drawn in like, I think, some of the most creative and interesting people. And I have an, a lot of friends down there. And I work with a lot of bands. I was just with hanging out with Cherry Glazer. We did a record last year. They're trying to get me to move down and it, it's working. You know, I mean, what I'm, neighborhood are you going to? I will go to Highland Park like every other idiot. Oh, there you go. Okay. So I grew up in L.A. I was born and raised there. And um, I always, well, I lived on um, Sunset and San Vicente. I lived on Western and Melrose. I lived on the beach. And I lived on uh, Topanga, Malibu. As a kid, I went to um, camps in uh, Topanga Canyon. And I'll just say, like, uh, from the... Early on, early days, I'm from the same place Joan Jett is from. Ha ha ha. That's 
Um, <laughs> anyway, I always found when I moved to San Francisco in 84, I had been going up a lot since the late 70s. I'd go up with bands. I'd go up with the Mau Mau's, the Dickies, the Circle Jerks. And I found San Francisco to just to be like a Coppola movie. Oh, I know that. I read that um, David Lynch is your favorite director, too. I'm not. We'll go on to that in a minute. Uh, I, uh, yeah, but I found I just didn't want the smog, and I but I always knew it was magical because I was plugged into that that magical underground and the and the downtown art scene and everything else. And I, when people in San Francisco would say, "Oh, LA is so not cool," and you're the only cool person I've met, I'm like, "Yay, you are missing out on so much culture." But Tupper's one of those. He's like, "I went there once. I hated it." And and it's sort of like, "Okay, you can just be your Bay Area self if you want." Well, that's like a really dumb thing thing to say. You know, it mean? is very dumb because people from a place how can yeah. that place has psychic geography like yeah. everywhere, like this place, even Nevada City. But LA has a lot of potential. It really. I mean, I think. Anything is possible. And I felt, um, you know, I, I wrote some stories. I Someone put out a, uh, put out a book of um, poetry and whatnot, and I was thinking of those days, like being a teenager in 79 and 80 and 81 and how different it was. And it, I don't know. I still go back there because I have a lot of friends. I still like to go to San Francisco. Uh, but if you go down Valencia... I'm sorry. Those people have strollers that cost more than a car. And um, I'm not sure about all the tech vibe going on, um, but uh, I think it's a smart move. San Francisco sucks, man. It's like, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it does. It sucks. It's really, it's like, yeah, it, it sucks. Yeah. And it's it's hard. Things and, change, man. It's, no, it's, it's all fine. You just move, things change, you move on. It doesn't really matter. You know what well, I mean? Well, like, it's just like it's every be, neighborhood is um, people are jogging. Yeah. It's really, uh, really, well, I, I run six days a week. So I, I would You do? Do you run on the yeah. street or do you go I to a path? The, I, I run on the, I run, well, I run on streets to my neighborhood park. I live in Mount Davidson. I just oh, run nice. up to Mount Davidson. But, I'm like, but I you, only run for buses. I run from uh, creeps or I run if you happen to take something of mine. I'm going to hit you over the head. Um, but um, uh, San Bruno is still kind of quirky, that street. That oh, little, it's hot. That, that yeah. block is hot. and it's That uh, little cozy we part. The, we deal with it all the time. I'm a property manager down at the farm now, so I deal with all no, that. No, I used to play the, the farm. Yes. Yeah. I'm the property manager. Oh, my gosh. That's so amazing. Um, I was um, married and we had a kid and we used to take our kid to the farm to see the animals. But we also played there. Also, you know, big props to you for this. You did one of the most successful Kickstarter campaigns is top 50 or something. Yeah, Yeah. we did. We did. I've done three Kickstarters and they've, they've, they're good. I mean, they're a lot of work, but they've really, really helped us to like, you know, we needed to build a new roof in the studio. You know, when you when you need to do stuff like that, like when you need capital for or to put out a record, it's incredibly useful. And so I've, I mean, it's just the thing that with Kickstarter is that it's it's incre- it's so much more work than you will ever imagine. You know, I did an interview with Martin Adkins. He called it Kickstarter crack pipe. He said towards the end. You have to have a team and you're so obsessive, like every minute, every second, because you're you're thanking people down to the line and doing this and doing that. And 
Oi, oi, oi. So the um, living room tour experience, the living room show thing, this is super busy. You're playing a lot of, in fact, the dates I checked out, you've already been doing it. Yes, I've done. I just did uh, two two week tours back to back. And that was, that was really amazing. I did the Midwest and I did the Northeast and, you know, they're, they're intense because they're basically, you play 13 shows in 14 days, 14, 15 days. And it's just me alone. Like I don't travel with anyone. It's just me and my guitar and a lot of records. (gasps) It's a, it's a lot of, it's an unmediated experience. Alone time. You know, and and, and I love it. It's great, but it is, you know, it's it, you're you're doing it well, you're all on the edge i think of what you can do as a as a person and as a performer it's it's really uh singular you know and singular things i'm going to tell you the older i get the the more I gravitate towards those because I know I'll show up I know I'll do what I say um, and it's hard to really I mean collaboration is always tricky and um, getting along through all that but I also got plugged into the poetry scene and I mean some of those poets they would book a tour via social media and play like 73 cities and just be because you know with a a car full of books and um Oh, are you having merch? And by the way, where are you right now? I'm in San Francisco. Where am I talking to you I from? was just at oh, El Matate okay. Taqueria right when you called me, and I am now <laughs> at home. And I'm once we get off the phone, I'm going to feed my cats. I'm going to rehearse. And one thing I should say before I forget that the show, the, the show on Saturday, it, it's pre-sale only. So people can't come to the Dutch Flat Hotel. And that's just part of the living room thing. It's really easy to buy a ticket. They're 20 bucks. There's no fees. And it's, you know, the, the organization I work with, Undertow, is about as cool as you can ever find in music. They're, they're amazing people. And it's really easy. But just if you show up at the Dutch Flat Hotel, it's not like a ticketed show in that way. So and there's only 21 tickets left or maybe less than that now. I don't know. But so it'll it'll probably sell out. So uh, like, yeah. Right. So so when I looked at, at where they are, it says you can't get the address until you buy a ticket. They're smart. Yeah, they're smart. I mean, but we it is at the Dutch Water Hotel, so it's like we know we know it's theirs. That's fine. It's okay. But the uh but the shows are, are really, really different. I mean I it's it's I do tell pretty like I don't know, pretty straightforward stories from my own life. And I also take questions and some of those questions are people ask me some really, really weird stuff, super personal stuff. And, you know, I'm like currently, I'm always, I'm kind of an extreme personality. So I'm like currently microdosing. So people ask me about microdosing and I don't know, I I just, I'm really leave it open to what people want to talk about. And I'm sorry, Mary, what what, what were you about to say? Oh, no, I was going to say the living room experience is super personal. I mean, there you are. And those are like the old days. It can be. It can be. Some people don't talk. So it depends who you're seeing. If you see someone that doesn't communicate, it really depends. Oh, my gosh. The new that's audiences. That's, that's simply not true. They don't it's, know how to heckle. New, yeah. new um, all, everything is the same. They do heckle? So okay. we can't all say right. that Yeah, everything is exactly the same. It's all humans are human. Yeah, true, true. It wasn't all butterflies and blowjobs. There was a lot of pain and it was hard. And sometimes in punk, it could result in violence. And 
I don't know. And everybody has their youth. That's great. I have a new record coming out this year, but it's like I got a we got some funding, so it was great. But I still don't have the options of the people that went to art school and all that kind of stuff. However, having said that, um, so you you're you have the cats. I've seen the cats. I've seen dogs down there too. I've seen some cute girls. The do you mean at the studio? Yeah. Well, there's 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 cute cats and cute boys and girls just because when you own an arts business, you get like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. <laughs> in every week. So it's like, I mean, there's everything. So there's like there's cute turtles. You know what I mean? Oh. Like people bring in their their like tortoises and stuff like I mean, that like, you're making it sound get... like it's Japan, like everything's cute. Yes. Nah. Well, people are music. People are, they are, you know, usually they're visually kind of like on it and they, they think, you know, that we spend a lot of time and energy on the visuals of the studio because musicians are often very, very visual people. Well, it's also a visceral thing. Yes. And, um, um, I just want to say, I heard something very, very wunderbar about you and that is, uh, that you offered people from San Francisco State to come in and um, intern or something? Is this a... We have a a really, like, thriving intern program. We definitely get a lot of... I'd say that the people that... We actually get most of our people from WAM, Women's Audio Mission. I would say that's like a... Wow, cool. A majority of people that we get. But we also do have interns from San Francisco State. So they, they have a good recording school and... In general, I'm not a fan of recording schools. I think that it's better just to it's better to have like a not have a degree, not go to school, or to have a degree in something weird. I, I'm an autodidact, and I never. I mean, I left home at 17, and I just learned from doing, and I still find it that way. And if people think that having an education, I would say, well, that's a very bourgeois and uh, a dilettante attitude. It is not. Um, I want to know something all the way 100. percent So, who's your oldest intern? I want to be your oldest intern, maybe. Spend some time in San Francisco. Well, I, 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 the 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 people that are <laughs> that are interning, they're in general, they're they usually are like nineteen or twenty because you simply cannot afford to be in in the Bay Area anywhere in the Bay Area and be an intern if you're not in school, or if you're not like at the beginning of your life and you're willing to like make sacrifices. So. It's. I would say the average age of an intern is oh, 19. Oh, wow. So, I'd be like, like I'm 56. You, know, you, you, can't, you can't survive here. I'm 56. Here. Yeah, but you just I can't. can't. I have friends, John. In, in I have Samuel friends. Sister. I have old friends. I can stay. I, my friends that are still there either bought or they have rent control. And um, and L.A., okay, I was thinking about this and San Francisco. Like um, Hollywood Boulevard used to be very dicey. Now it's Disney. Um, Silver Lake, Highland Park, Echo Park, super beautiful, a lot of artists, downtown, it's still coming up. I mean, I suppose it's forever changing. Um, but, uh, um, let's see. Are you microdosed right now? Well, I'm, I'm currently microdosing for six months. So I do one day on two days off. This is one of my, this is my first of the two days off, but I just cycle every three days. And I'm right now I'm taking six micrograms of, of LSD and 
so it's 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 not sub perceptual i would say that it's definitely like a noticeable and i would say extremely psychologically ben, you know beneficial to me i mean it's like your mileage right. may vary but um for me it's it's your been mileage. amazing hey you know? uh, do, are you do you know mark mcleod i don't know mark mcleod Oh, okay, John. I think I need to come to San Francisco and take you to Mark McLeod's house. He has a house in the Mission. He has the largest collection of blotter acid artwork. Mark McLeod is this art. He's from, uh, he's Argentinian, I believe, and he's been around the art scene for a long time. And um, he has this house and it's amazing. He is like a life PhD in all things acid. He does uh, talk sometimes for the San Francisco Arts SFAQ, um, and he's no tourists know about him, and he's a dear friend. They uh, and the the artwork is really amazing, and I think he very much supports the microdosing that has uh, come in uh, to people's consciousness now and then, and. Uh, I'm for anything that isn't really, I think, the doctor stuff, the big pharma is, um, I don't know, it's uh, it, 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 not, no bueno, no bueno, no bueno. Alternative methods are fine. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's a thoughtful decision, and, and I've been, uh, you know, definitely really, really, um, I don't know, I've, I've, I've like, you know, I read the Michael Pollan book. I read the Iolette Waldman book. I, re- I really thought about it before I did it. And so, yeah, it's been really interesting for me. That's cool. I had a friend who did it at their, and they said, I just feel uh, happier. They did it for their job, you know, and they said, I, I'm feeling much better and um, happy and more focused, getting things done. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about it. But, you know, up here is like, uh, well, it used to be Weedville, like a lot of growers up here. Um, but that's all very confusing now. Um, it will never be Weedville again. <laughs> I no, you. it won't. And, what, and the trimigrants, they still come, the trimigrants, the ones well, who... Well, they'll, they'll stop coming because there's no money left in trimming. Hey, I wanted to mention one thing before we run out of time about the, the, the one of the bookers or the booker of D- Dutch flat hotel is a, is a good friend of mine. Her name is Amanda, Amanda Eagleston. And she's, she's an amazing person to work with. And she's really starting to book shows at the Dutch flat hotel. So if there's bands. Oh no, we're going to, I want to promote it. I emailed them because I want to know the history and I want to help her because there's, let me tell you, John there, I mentor a lot of young kids like, yeah, uh, they're like the interns age in radio. And that's for me, th- really, um, the way I give back, I guess, I suppose. And it's also cool to see young minds and and brilliant. And, and, and Linda and Linda from Dutch Flat Hotel and Amanda are working together and they really, really want to get great bands. Act ah, yes. Non-pro- you know, they're they, in Dutch Flat is a nonprofit. Like they're amazing. And, yes. and Linda and, and Amanda are working together. But really, like there we should, you know, maybe um if, if people are at the show or if they're at Dutch Flat Hotel or they're on the website, they're, they're going to find they'll find the contact information for Amanda. And if someone can't find it, they should just email me and, I'll, and I'm easy to find and I'll get them in touch with Amanda. OK, um, we need more places to play. Everywhere needs more places to play that aren't that aren't like um, 
let's see, um, the over 50, well, I'm over 50, but like the, the cover band thing. It's like there need, there's some very good um, original talent. And um, yeah, I'm excited about this. So I'm super happy that we chatted. And um, Absolutely. you're very interesting. Play White Dove. I'll see you Saturday night. And yeah, um, you'll be on the guest list. I'll put you on the guest list plus one. Thanks, so just come. John. The show's okay. at eight. So come, come and chat okay. and we'll see each other. All right. Awesome. Awesome. 